I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. Resilience for your athletes, to your team, to your company. Today, we think beyond ourselves, something that we believe that we must do in these uncertain times. This is part two of our double header on resilience, all about helping others navigate the times and in general thrive and develop mental and physical resilience. Now, I see today through a couple of lenses, folks. The first is a set of recommendations for business leaders, coaches and other team leaders to help teams thrive and adapt Important information, a little perspective for leaders. But second, my second lens is the empowerment that we can all achieve by finding purpose, innovating, evolving, and playing our part to serve and help others. And so today, I might be discussing supporting others to develop resilience in the midst of these times, but I want you to realize that these lessons go well beyond the now. And in fact, I believe these lessons are timeless and you can adopt them once this fog lifts and we begin the transition towards some version of normal. And so, as ever, I encourage you, please feel free to share if there's anything useful to those that might benefit. And as ever, of course, very thankful, a positive review on Apple Podcasts always helps others find the show. But let's crack on. We're going to do a squaddy update. But as I do, I'm just going to tip my hat. Dan Garrity. Good on you, mate. Don't think that I didn't see your translation from last week's Cockney rhyming slang. It confused a lot of the Yankee poodles, but you, my friend, well, you got it spot on. Well done. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listeners, go back to last week. Part one, resilience, all about the self, but there's a little bit of native tongue from Mr. Dixon in there. But the squatty update. What can I tell you about the Purple Patch athletes this week as we charge on? Well, two salient updates from the bowels of the Purple Patch athletes. The first is from a programmatic standpoint, we're beginning our, what we label very affectionately, sabbatical programming this week. As we've got the fog of COVID, not allowing clarity into things like upcoming races, we had to, as a business, well, adapt, evolve. We had to change. We had to quickly innovate, stabilize, and evolve the whole programming. And so what we decided to do is convert frustration into opportunity for athletes. And that means a mix of really low stress, soul-filling stress relief sessions, but also a couple of sessions which actually leave a real mark and allow both athletic development and of course, a platform of readiness for athletes to jump back into the more race-specific training as that fog lifts. And it will, folks, it will lift. But the key word in the spirit of the sabbatical training is variance, the very antidote to overstress and overtraining. Hence, a little bit of immune support. Also, what it means to be the squad athlete or the purple patch athlete has really taken on a little bit of a different life. The actual overall thesis of the programming has really taken on a different lens. And in truth, it's in response to the times that we are. We as a business, as a company, as a coaching team, just got together and said, let's do this. 
Let's serve, let's support, and let's go on a mission. It's been, admittedly, a busy couple of weeks, but we focused on community and connection. We want to anchor in live coaching and live education. And we even got, because of the spirit of our Purple Patch Pro squad, a little bit of fun with the Purple Patch Pros, leading strength sessions, ride sessions, and of course the weekly live video coffee sessions with the pros. A lot of fun. And the reason we did this is we cannot be together as athletes. And so we decided we must be together like never before. We ramped last week, but this week it's full on. Full open shop, live coaching, live sessions, making sure that wherever people live, whether it's Dubai, New York, London, LA, they can get on, be together, share the journey and get behind this time where, yeah, we're not preparing for events. We're developing resilience, resilience, connectivity, community and making sure that we are evolving and able to come out of this thing ever stronger than we were before. The second update on the squad actually aligns to all of this programming because, yes, we're welcoming new squad members every single day and we're excited to help. But with this, we're keenly aware that there are many, many people out there that face challenges that prevent joining Purple Patch despite their desire, despite it probably being a really meaningful experience and despite our desire to help them. And so, as announced last week, this is why, with the support of an anonymous donor, we launched the Purple Patch Scholarship Program. With the program, we seek for those who joining Purple Patch and the Squad Program would truly be meaningful to both help them and ultimately build their resilience in life. So this is all about life performance, but they're unable to because of the circumstances of the time and making it impossible. What we have is 25 scholarships until the end of 2020. We want to support the athletes through this time. We want you to join the team, but there are only three more days to apply. We want to get cracking on this and we don't want to open the floodgates until we've got everyone in. And so it closes 5 p.m. Pacific time. Yep, I'm in San Francisco, Friday, April 10th. If you want to learn more, the details at purplepatchfitness.com forward slash scholarship. Or if you just want to email us, support at purplepatchfitness.com. The application, very, very simple. It's just three quick questions that you have to answer so that we can gain an understanding of your situation and how you can contribute to Purple Patch and ultimately to ensure that we can help you. And so if you're interested, please apply. We really want to support you. And if you know anyone that might benefit or might be interested, share. Now, we want to help. We already have a large group of qualified candidates, so I'd encourage you not to delay. And one little whisper in the ear, and I'm not going to tell this to many of you guys, but we've decided to go a little step further and we're going to support to the best of our ability, anyone who we feel like would truly benefit with some financial support. So by applying, you haven't got anything to lose. This is about life resilience. This is about coming together. So coming out of the cold, it's welcoming, it's very warm in here, and we can even have, what's that word? Fun, fun. And so apply, but do it quickly because we can't accept applications after this Friday.
That, folks, is the squatty update. So now we're going to evolve to the next piece of the puzzle and more good words. It is the word of the week. It's it, Baza. We like the way he thinks. Serious with the way. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the dictionary word of the week. The word of the week this week beyond yourself. Yep, it is time to step up and think beyond ourselves. That is the challenge. We have given ourselves as an endurance coaching company. We have a rich history of helping athletes achieve well, we think really good results from world class athletes to those that are just seeking to seamlessly integrate sport into a busy life. But in case you didn't notice, the world changed really suddenly. And as in the theme of today's show, we feel that it's really critical for us to respond to the time and find ways to support not just athletes, but a broader reach, particularly those in need that could really do with our support. And so this spirit, this challenge was the catalyst of our partnership with an organization called Get Set Up. If you want to go and look them up, it's getsetup.io. And the upcoming and initial seminar that we're doing this Thursday on resilience and performance. Now, the reason we came up with this is we kept asking ourselves a question. And the question that we've been faced with is how can we best help others navigate these times? And the answer ended up just being staring us in the face. It was just very simple. It was, let's greatly expand access to what we know how to do and what we do every day. Educate and empower those who will benefit and be able to develop tools to manage stress, develop resilience, and thrive within the uncertainty of our current situation. Now, we already believe that the lessons and methodology that are utilized by world-class performance absolutely applies to everyone. But we decided that we're determined to help and guide those in needs. And it's times like this that we must think beyond ourselves. And so, yeah, we're really proud to support our athletes. We're really happy to evolve in the scholarship program, but we're most excited by the opportunity to extend our support to the broader population. And it begins with Get Set Up this week. And so on Thursday, April 9th, we're excited to invite everyone. And by the way, yes, that's everyone to our first educational seminar, all about developing resilience despite these times. So who's it for? Well, quite frankly, we welcome anyone who would benefit. The seminar is designed for everyday seniors, but you don't have to be a senior to join. You might have older parents or relatives. You might be a mum or dad. You might want the whole family to join. You might know someone that will benefit. But it's all about coming together to find a shared path in life, not in world-class performance, to help the most vulnerable. And so feel free to share or join in if you might gain from it. Most of you know that endurance athletes are resilient. They're great problem solvers. They're able to manage high stress environments. And so we can all learn and deploy the habits and approaches in everyday life for these populations. And we believe seniors will benefit greatly 
from these tailored lessons and habits. 3 p.m. Pacific, this April 9th, find your life resilience and get assistance with stress management, developing mental and physical health and a recipe to thrive in daily life. Find the notes in the show notes. You can find the link, the Zoom setup. It's very, very simple to join. You can also head to getsetup.io or, of course, if you're interested, just email us at support at purplepatchfitness.com and we will, of course, send you all the information in an easily shareable form. And that is why the word of the week this week is beyond yourself. Our spirit as a company and organization as well as our mission of the partnership and the initial seminar with Get Set Up. Let's do it together, folks, as one, beyond yourself. Has a nice feeling, doesn't it? Now, it's dinner time. Let's get on with the meat and potatoes. All right, gang, meat and potatoes time. And as a reminder, today's show is part two of a double header on resilience. Last week, we talked about you. Yes, you, the self and resilience. But today, it's all about setting up the framework and using the tools to guide others towards their resilience in these times. Now, I want to begin today's show with an underlying message that we're going to revisit throughout the show. Thinking about more than yourself. And the reason that this is so powerful when you do this is when it stops becoming about you internal and instead it becomes about us and helping others. It is your quickest path and remedy to stress and anxiety. And it's also going to empower others behind a rallying call to action. It all gets wrapped up in a magic word, purpose. And so, as you listen today, I want you to think about that. We start with that, purpose, as this is the bedrock of the spirit that we drive towards guiding teams. Now, as I record this episode, we're a few weeks into this thing. And it's important to realise that as individuals, we are all in wildly varying states. And I think we also should acknowledge that our stress levels are like a roller coaster. They're going up and down. Sometimes you feel like you're in flow. Sometimes it's much worse. Some people are down. Some people are up. And also things are happening to people that are impacting people, whether it's family, whether it's job security, whether it's finances at different times. And so we have to, as leaders, be hyper-vigilant. We have to have, here's a magic word, empathy. It becomes important. And as a population, as a group, I think it's important to acknowledge that many of us initially reacted with some form of anxiety and fear, as well as worry about our coached athletes or our families or teams or companies. The start of this thing was undoubtedly tough for everyone. And there is nothing bad about the emotions mentioned, fear, anxiety, worry, concern. But what we don't want to do is get stuck in that place. We must emerge 
and we must get to a simple word, action. And it is now, with the realisation that most people are going through, that our midterm reality is well and truly here, that we must start to move forward. Our collective goal as individuals, but also the demand that we have for leaders to encourage athletes to emerge with strength, with resilience and with evolved perspective. Coaches, team leaders, business owners, CEOs. And so to talk about leadership and resilience, we're going to focus on a single story, just one story. And rather than going and talking about a highly successful CEO or executive, we're going to talk about a coach, not a purple patch coach, a coach. And her name is Sally. So let me tell you a story about a conversation that I had about two weeks ago, just when this thing was really taking its grip. Now we're going to call Sally, Sally, for the sake of this story. It was a conversation that we had because Sally reached out looking for advice and the email that she asked me said, I wonder if you might have a quick chat with me. I want to have advice around maintaining my client base during these times. Maybe just maybe from this conversation, we might be able to pull some lessons about leadership. So let me give you the situation, the landscape. Sally is a coach based in the Midwest. She coaches almost exclusively triathletes, and she has 16 athletes on her roster. And that's actually a little bit higher as a number of athletes than the average number of athletes that a triathlon coach coaches. So she's got a good, nice squad, a good, loyal base of athletes. And most of these athletes were very busy getting prepared for upcoming races. And the coach certainly had strong loyalty because of the retention rate, which was very, very good. And then the fog of COVID fell. And like that, all race plans were off. And all of her 16 athletes were left without a compass, without direction. And many of them at that same time, with the frustration of not having the compass and performance and their own hobby, very serious hobby that it was for them, many of them also had a massive amplification of self-stress and external stressors. Not just a little bit of fear and anxiety, but stresses around finances, worries for other family, job security. And so Sally reached out to me on two fronts. How the hell do I train these folks when they don't have any racing goals. And not to be selfish, but I've got my own stresses. What am I going to do with a business if I can't coach athletes? So here's Sally's situation. She was really unsure how to coach. How should she actually lead these people and coach if there was no defined end goal? And she also clearly had her own fearing anxiety of her own role in the puzzle. Can she really stand up and drive athletes to keep training for triathlon when there's absolutely no light in the end of the tunnel? To Sally, it almost didn't even seem right. But at the same time, she had her own fear and anxiety and she has to pay her rent. And she just felt like she was in the middle of an impossible situation. And as I listened to her 
on the phone, I heard several things at play, and it came out very clearly in the voice of the coach. The first is that she had great, genuine concern for the life of the athletes. She also had a lack of compass for her own path as a leader that she should take, and she had internally fear and worry for herself and her business. Empathy, fear, love, but unable to channel with purpose. And it is completely natural and understandable. And I think at this point, we should also acknowledge a superpower that she had. Because she did something that many people wouldn't do. She cold called. She reached out. She asked for help and support. And in there, I really found or saw strength in her vulnerability. And so we had a very nice conversation. I let Sally talk, 15 minutes of discussion. The landscape was very clear. At the end of the conversation, I asked her one question. Why did you get into coaching in the first place? I know that you love the sport and you also have a really rich, great personal racing history yourself. But why did you coach and Sally answered, she didn't need much thought into this. It was very clear. It's, it's, it's her heart. It's her drive. It's everything. And so almost immediately she turned around. Well, I love it. I like helping others. I like seeing them achieve and thrive. And I love the connection, the community. And I'm proud of helping others find results that they never thought is possible. And I stopped her and said, you never mentioned your athletes qualifying to Hawaii Ironman or hitting PRs or getting podiums and wins. What I heard there was that your love was self-improvement. And I think that if I asked most coaches that, they would probably respond like you, Sally. Now, you probably know where I'm going with this because my next question, you don't have to be a genius to work it out. Great. So your driver for being a coach, Sally, is helping others thrive, improve and achieve. So what has changed? And with that, there was silence. Sally doesn't stay silent for very long. But very quickly, she realised something important. Purpose. Her athletes were struggling drop motivation, grief of the situation, fear, anxiety, forced isolation without any clarity of the end in sight. Some really serious stuff and challenges that they are all faced. Time to step up, Sally. Time to go beyond yourself because now they need you more than ever. It was time for Sally to step into her purpose and the very original reasons behind doing what she does, coach. And so we carried on with the conversation that ended up going a lot longer than I thought it was going to go. And we realized that Sally needed to do a few things, and she enacted these. Now, I want to make it clear here, this wasn't me pontificating to Sally. This was Sally coming up with the ideas and channeling, and I ended up scribbling notes, saying, yes, that's right, yes, how about this, but, yes, great, but how about thinking about this, but this came from the heart of Sally. The first 
She needed to, she felt, reframe the situation. And the situation should be reframed as a chance, an opportunity for her and her athletes to adapt and find growth. That's what she ended up writing down. She said, I've scribbled growth in big, bold letters. You see, it was Sally's role to lead the athletes to a realization that now, more than ever, they need to do two things. The first is to lean into the massive benefits of physical and mental resilience that comes with the training journey. She must help them reframe the very why behind the reason that they do their sport. No different than the reason that she coaches. And then she must empower them to lean into the superpowers that come with being an endurance athlete. Problem solving, resilience, patience for the journey. And she also needs to do one other thing. She needs to convert the normal an understandable fear of her role and ultimately her business towards a calling. She had to walk through the curtains and into her purpose. And her purpose is to help athletes navigate and emerge from this fog. And let me tell you, it's way more important than any Kona qualification or podium that any of her athletes will ever get. And this realization did two things for Sally. It reduced her fear and converted it to energy and it invigorated because there was a realization that her role had never been clearer and she was now ready to invigorate and convert fear of her athletes. And so how does she do that? Well, the first thing that she did was build a team and from that team, she brought trust. Now, did that mean that she went out and she hired 15 people to become part of Sally XYZ coaching? No. What I mean by that is that three weeks ago, Sally coached 16 individual athletes, each one of them with their own lives, each one with a great one-to-one relationship with Sally, just a sprinkle of them knowing each other. And two weeks later, nearly every one of the athletes knows each other, they're connected, they get together on group calls, they even do a few live training sessions with each other via Zoom. The reason for that was Sally's leadership. She quickly connected them. After all, her athletes might have been training and racing for very different races and at all different types of levels, but at this time, all of them were going through this with a shared experience. And by doing that, by creating community, she built trust on a shared journey that tied each of her individuals into that journey of purpose and support. Therefore, it magnified connection and it created reason. There's no discussion in this group about PRs or power levels or FTP. It's all about management and thriving. And so fear as a group and therefore lifting individuals has been converted to ambition. Isolation is suddenly evolved to connection. And at the heart of it all is Sally, is the leader. Thirdly, Sally had to take her individuals, which now just two weeks later, and it feels like months ago, but just two weeks later is a team on a journey. And a journey that each of them as individuals would need to do a little purging, a little shopping, and a little bit of 
or Marie Kondo type organisation. All online, of course. What do I mean with that? Well, as much as individuals want to hold on to familiar and are highly resilient to change, the new situation demands that Sally lead them through what should remain, what needs to evolve and what is no longer relevant. And so how should training change? What habits become really important that you already did, but we should double down on? What are the elements of the program that have become completely irrelevant or distracting at this time? It was like a spring clean, a reorg and a remodel all wrapped up into one. And it was empowering because it provided focus, intentional focus, a key component to performance. It also enabled people, the athletes, to understand the role and where they should place their focus. I can't control this. I can control this. Therefore, I'm going to put my lens there. It comes through Sally. So focus, trust, team, and of course, most importantly, providing the purpose and the directions. Now, what does this story with Sally tell us? Well, really what it is, is an example of great leadership and an immediate impact that she had as a coach on her athletes. She created direction. She enabled focus. She reduced anxiety with purpose. And she rallied 18 individuals behind a real purpose and enabled support. Now, over the weeks, it depends and we'll have to see what happens. But those athletes might even, and perish the thought, but they might even start to have fun. And they might find something that's even bigger than they ever had before. And Sally, the leader, helped her athletes connect with each other but also reconnect with the real reason that they do the sport in the first place. Now, before we all jump off our chairs and celebrate and wish that we could go and meet and hang out and be coached by Sally, there are a couple of other considerations for Sally before she moves forward. Because I think that she also needs to be really prepared for not just creating the framework, but the ongoing management and leadership that is necessary. The first, empathy and ongoing empathy. She must remember that change is always hard. And each individual goes through environments like this in vastly different ways. And so what was good for one person one day might not be good the next. She must also realize that stress still exists and there are cycles of emotions that are going to go up and down depending on mood, stress, news of others and more. And so it's imperative as a leader that Sally remains empathetic and in touch with the personal webs and flows and the state of mood of really where people are. And secondly, she has to remember that isolation and virtual coaching just isn't the same as in person. And so it's really challenging to have empathy from the other side of a computer screen. As a leader, Sally loses the ability to read an athlete's real mood and spirits in the same way that she would if she walked into a room and met them for coffee. Video calls just don't enable us to read someone. And so we must be really careful about trying to read into what they're feeling. When you think about these two things combined, 
I think that Sally must remember now more than ever as a triathlon coach that she's now coaching a human, not just an athlete. And so now effective coaching for Sally is about as much asking about the human side of the athlete over the physical progression and how workouts are going. And this means much more than normal check-ins or little emails. The human side becomes even more critical. It isn't an email, it's a call. If not a call, at least a text, but anything that bridges towards a little human connection. And finally, Sally must be relentless in her commitment to empowerment, not enabling. Because at times of stress, enabling long drawn out therapy sessions simply, how can I say this in English? It ain't going to help anyone. Sally must remember that her job is to empower. She must provide perspective and she must deliver the tools to the athletes so that they can succeed. But she can't build the house. She needs to drive her athletes, no, her human beings to life performance, not just be a shoulder to cry on. Now, I don't want to be harsh. Sometimes it's okay if they need a shoulder, but please don't mistake empathy with sympathy and don't confuse coaching with being a dumping ground of frustration and challenges. Commit to holding people to account as a leader, leading her tribe to improvement and helping them thrive. This is leadership evolution for the time we find ourselves in. Now, we can distill all of this down to five main points. And a little pause here. Last week, and this is the reason that it is right fresh of mind, last week I ran in conjunction with Tom Andrews of TJA Leadership, a seminar for a collection of very high-performing CEOs and business leaders. And it was all about leading for resilience. Ah, you see why we're doing the show now, eh? We had 20 what we call leader athletes thrust into action with this situation. So what tools and lessons could we share, Tom and myself, to help them positively manage teams and companies and imprint change? Before the seminar, Tom and I spent a long time dissecting our thoughts and lessons around resilience and the critical components of the time. We came up with five key principles, and here they are, just to summarise Sally's point. Number one, health. Setting up a working or team environment in which you make feasible and truly encourage health. And you want to do so without being dogmatic. And so you want to truly ensure that you encourage teams to build in time for themselves, to adopt positive habits, to schedule time for exercise and training. For example, as an employee of Picky Bars, who is run by ex-Purple Patch Pro, Jesse Thomas, he sent a CEO's note on last Friday. It's lunchtime. Get outside, go play for a bit. You must have activity. You must have time for self. You want to also ask, and this is genuine and authentic, and you need to do it repeatedly, if anyone in the team needs support and help with all of the elements around health. It becomes really important. And thirdly, if you can, engage people. Set them up with challenges. It can be silly. It can be accessible. It can be fun. But what is the challenge that promotes good, positive health 
habits. And if we can start to anchor on that, you start to lead towards the structure of resilience. The second component is stability. Within the chaos that we find ourselves in, where everything has changed, schools for our kids, work, training, everything has changed. And within this chaos, we must, we must, must, must find new routines and structure. And we must try and seek familiar elements that we can anchor and build around, especially as we are less influenced by others' routines and habits that might support positive actions when we actually end, end up hanging out in person. I thought that Tom said it best last week. This process is key to also find time of what doesn't change as much as what does. And so we do best with the routine and we want to set up our teams and our athletes as much as possible in routine as well. A very purple patch example, the Sunday special, originally mapped for the training of our pros and to ensure that they understood training to execute the training as intended. We then extended it to our time-starved and busy executives. But now it's all about you as a leader getting everybody to get aligned with the Sunday special so that we can synchronize training, work, life, sport, performance, all under the roof of the house. Get your team or athletes engaged and as much as you possibly can, stick to familiar, but focus on the high value stuff. Okay, great, obvious. We want your team to be healthy. We want them to have routine and stability, much as like yourself. The third, perhaps the most important, purpose. How can you get your team to be grounded in something bigger than you. Just like Sally's story. Let me tell you what we did, Purple Patch. The first response, stabilize. We had to get aligned as a team. We need to batten down the hatches. And very quickly, we tried to move to opportunity. Now, what I'm gonna say now, it really doesn't sound inspiring opportunity. How can we get the team optimized for the upcoming challenge? Wah, wah, wah. It was only when we realized our role as a company that is to support and help others. And now, not just athletes, but all others that might benefit. And it was only when we re-engaged with our mission to educate and empower all human beings to reach our athletic potential through the lens of athletic potential, you reach human potential. It was only then that we got our lightning rod of purpose. And the whole team, every person in Purple Patch, can get behind that purpose. We want to help others. This brings team spirit. So what's your team's purpose? How can you serve? Answer this, and I believe that you're well on the way to a thriving team that is going to emerge from this fog resilient purpose the magic word two more guys number four connection when you're apart you must do all you can as a leader to create human connection it has never been more important as a leader this this connection is critical it is so very different leading a remote team 
a remote team of athletes, a remote management team, a remote business, whatever it might be. And the key component, just as we heard in Sally's story, is you must spend more time, more energy and more focus on the human side of things. You cannot make it all transactional. You cannot make it all business. You have to find time. You have to check in. How are you doing as a human? This is critical. And also realize that just because you do it once, just because you did it last week, doesn't mean it's complete. This thing is changing daily. Do you remember what I said? What is true today is not true to tomorrow. People are reacting. The energy and the stress is a roller coaster. And so you as a leader must lead forward. You must care. You must check in constantly. Find time. If you don't have time, find time. If you don't have time, make time. If you don't have time, dump something out. Connection. Isolation is the curse. Connection is everything. And finally, my word that I keep saying today, perspective. How do you reframe this bad situation to evolve and ultimately thrive? Your athletes, your team, your company needs a compass. And when fear is there, it's impossible to gain perspective. And so you must coach them. You must help them come up. You must help them see out of the fog. And how can you enable a long-term lens and help people react to what is happening, the stress, but react in a meaningful way as you cannot control what the situation is, but you can control your reaction to it. And that's going to create perspective to the situation and enable you to drive forward rather than simply defend. Now, if you build these perspectives into your leadership arsenal, you will be steps on the ladder towards innovation. Remember what I said last week to one of the Purple Patch Pros? How do you emerge from this? And the answer they gave me, with great health, with great motivation, and advanced in the performance areas that I can control. You see, fear will be placed with action. Short-term reaction was dumped in favour of perspective and a drive to help others in this time and an invigoration to improve. And so I hope, as a leader, you can thrive. You have the tools, you have the skills, you certainly have the passion. All you need to do is come up and think, how can I be of service, and then go and apply. Oh, and one more thing before I go. Give yourself a little bit of space. Self-compassion, a touch of vulnerability, it is strength right now. And make no mistake, this is hard. It's really hard. And for many people, including you, acknowledge it. There's grief that comes with it. But once you've acknowledged it and you give yourself a little downtime and you look after yourself, you can even have a little cry if you need to, but then get on with it. Evolve. Inspire. Because we lead to improvement and you as the leader, this is your time. This is what you were built for. Opportunity and adversity, a chance to thrive, but it will only happen if you adapt and innovate. If you just keep digging in the same sandbox, you're just going to start to wilt. And so resilience for you, for your team, together on a journey with purpose 
is a promised recipe of success. Until next time, take care. Oh, and don't forget to apply for the scholarship. We want you on the team. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers.